Welcome to What in the Sheepbelt podcast with Suji and Ed. We're just two Asian Americans talking shit about shit. So much shit. Hey, we're we're in our little newscaster uh, roles today. Yeah, this is our <laughs> new casting era. But yeah, how was your week? It was good. Um, I went to Disneyland yesterday and I am fucking wrecked. I feel like I've been hit by a truck. I didn't realize that like 11 hours with my kids, my sister and her two kids running around Disneyland was going to... I, I really feel like I'm outside of my body right now. I feel like, <laughs> like, I don't know what's happening. Everything hurts. I think I should, I went on roller coasters. Like, I'm almost 50. And I went on space. No, I went on Matterhorn. I was like, ow, oh my God, my neck. <laughs> Her body's not supposed to shake like this. It, it hurt, it hurt, but it was really fun. But it was, it was exhausting. But you know, it was, I'm so happy we went. How was yeah. your week? It was good. I, after our last podcast, I couldn't stop thinking about how horrible I felt that I didn't visit my mom's friend. Mm. So literally as I went home the next that night and was, you know, started editing the podcast, I immediately reached out to my cousin and was like, "Hey, when's your mom leaving? Uh you guys doing anything on Sunday?" Aww. I was like, "I'm going to bring over fried chicken." And then uh I talked to her, took a couple photos, and then spent the whole time playing with my cousin's <laughs> kids again. <laughs> That you made the effort. Yes. The gesture was there and yeah. it came from a place of kindness. And I think that, I think that was very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, her and her husband, you know, they're like kind of, you know, to have their own conversations and then like, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, it's, yeah. You're but still we spent, one of the kids. We did. I mean, <laughs> right. we still spent t time, you know, and then the kids, you know, they're like at that age or like, I think like five and six. So they're like, oh, they're so fun. Yeah, they are. And they like just want to play with you the yeah. whole time. And they like really monopolize your time. Uh -huh. Yeah. It also feels good that they probably think you're super cool. And then I was like, yeah, I'm pretty cool. <laughs> oh, well, actually, there was a moment when I was like, how's school going? He's like, I hate school. Oh, shit. And his mom was like, yeah, we're trying to condition him to change his attitude about school. And I was I, then I felt more guilty. I was like, oh. I was like, you don't, you don't want to, I was like, you need to play with your own age kids. Yeah. Not think that like, I'm your best friend. Right, you know? right, right. Which, you know, I love, but still ego is that. Same. Yeah. Got it. I can't so, stop playing with this, by the way. I know. You guys might notice that we are in a different, well, same setting, different setup, And the reason is because we're doing something a little different this week. We haven't named it. Oh, yet. snap. I just realized. I failed in my So job. we're doing a, a, a portion of our show, well, actually an episode of our show, where we want you guys to write in and tell us your stories and things like that. So if any of you who are clearly far more creative than Ed and I can come up with a fun, catchy name about, you know, writing in and telling us your stories, we would love to steal that from you. Yeah, just <laughs> take it right from you. But for now, we're just going to call it Listener Write-In Episode. Yeah, number number one. <laughs> okay, so this week's topic is food. So we wanted to hear your stories centered around food, cultural foods, experiences with food, all you know, either funny or touching, heartwarming, or I don't know, scary. The I guess. whole gamut. Some are a mixture of a couple of yeah. different ones. And we got so many write-ins, so many more than we were expecting. Like. Our producer, Ron, was overwhelmed. Thank you, Ron. We're so sorry. Yeah. And, um, and but it was very hard for him to also figure these out without telling us any of the details. So we haven't, Su Susie and I have not read any of these yet. It's a cold read, guys. So yeah. whatever reaction you're going to get is our authentic reactions. Um, so there's a good mix from what we understand um, of all the things that we were kind of looking for and hoping for. Okay, so moving forward, most likely, this is just going to be a segment of just regular podcasts. Maybe not every podcast, but pretty regularly. But especially because this one revolved around food and it was our first one, 
kind of decided we're going to have a little fun with it. And by fun, I mean, we're going to eat our faces off. (laughs) So we're going to read the stories that our producer, Ron, has given us the food that is being highlighted in the story. Um, And so we're going to enjoy the food that uh, has been shared. And for all of you guys that are listening on our podcast, we do have video podcast format on YouTube as well, but we'll make sure that we're staying very descriptive. And so quick trigger warning, there is gonna be some food eating sounds and by some, I mean a lot. lot. And at least on my end, there's gonna be a lot of weird noises because um, I love food. And some of you guys like that. So those of you who enjoyed that kind of thing, consider this your first, um, what in the Shibuya ASMR? (laughs) Yeah. Let's get started with the first okay. story. So this writer, this write-in, um, asked to keep their identity anonymous. So uh, I'll start. During my days in middle school, 13, I didn't have my cultural foods given to me for lunch, except for only having pre-made deli sandwiches with halal meat that my father would make for me. I wanted nothing more than to share my with my class, share to my classmates what I loved eating growing up in my family because of previous because of a previous project we once did about traditions and cultures. Oh, that's cute. Okay. So Ramadan had come around and my mom usually prepares sambusas in many bags and would stash them in the freezer for the next night to fry. Seeing that she made about 500 sambusas in total for her family to last the whole month, I thought of waking up extra early to steal a bag and fry them all so that I could take them with me to share with my classmates and homeroom teacher. I did just that and everyone actually loved it. Loved it as far as to ask the recipe from me. Unfortunately, I didn't know how to cook them and told them the truth that I stole a bag from our dinner share to them, with them. The teacher was shocked and was worried that I could get in trouble with my family. I told him, it's not a big deal. I don't think they will be mad. Nope, I was wrong. When I got home that day, I had shown up to go pray immediately. Mind you, as young as I was, I was just learning about praying. So I was on the on the kneeling position for so long in my prayer, my mom said it was a my mom saw the facade of it. I got it, sorry. Um, she knew I was trying to avoid her confrontation, so she stood by waiting for me to finish. Oh. I swear, I stood kneeled for like 10 minutes, when it usually takes about two minutes to recite the specific <laughs> part of the prayer. As I turned my head right and left, finishing up my prayers, my eyes rolled up to meet my, her angry ones. Oh. She started yelling, you know there's a busy, missing bag of sambusas. Do you know where it is? Oh my gosh. I thought playing dumb would work. I really did. So I just look at her like, no, Amma, what do you mean missing? She then grabs my hand and led, led me to the kitchen to show me the pan I didn't wash after myself. Oh my God, my dumbass didn't even wash the pan to cover myself. Oh. Can you blame me though? I hated doing the dishes. What is this? She asked me. <laughs> now listen to how stubborn I was. I didn't want to back down. I wasn't going to get myself in trouble with her. I thought at this moment at how angry she already was that even telling the truth would still result with her yelling at me more than she was. I had the audacity to reply to her with, uh, that's a pan I didn't wash last night? She turns and just paces back and forth in anger, asking God for forgiveness for her <laughs> anger during the holy month, oh my gosh. She ends up looking at me again and says, you mean this morning? A pan you didn't wash after yourself this morning? And then I just started crying and my chest was hurting. 
I hated making my mom mad. I really did. But I did ended up I did end up telling her that all of my classmates loved it and wanted the recipe. She then relaxed a little, oh. still annoyed at the lie, just enough for her to take my cassette player and headphones away, but she oh. was happy. This all ended with a written recipe I was able to copy down for everyone at my class and everyone was happy. Maybe not me though, because I wasn't gonna let get my cassette player back until the until after Ramadan. Eh, I discovered that punishment. I deserve that punishment, rather. Sorry. Wow. I think that's really cute. That's hilarious. <laughs> and this is the part where we magically. Oh! <laughs> wow, that smells delicious. It looks so, so good. Okay, so. Tell me a little bit about sambusas. So we got these sambusas from an Ethiopian restaurant in Los Angeles. It is a pretty multicultural dish, as in there's many different forms. There's sam, a lot of, some countries call it samosas, sambosas, sambusas. Okay. Um, these are of the Ethiopian variety, but they're basically some sort of pastry with savory fillings inside, oftentimes meat, potatoes, or there's even vegetarian ones like lentils, I believe one of them are. So we have one that's meat, or two that's meat, and one that's lentil. And from what I understand, these are some of the biggest sambusas around. I don't have anything to compare it to, but it looks big to me. And I'm very excited. They smell so they good. They smell so good. Okay, this is the part, if you don't wanna hear us eating, you can go ahead and turn the volume down. I'm just gonna use my hands. Yes, I. we have chopsticks. Chop mama. I'm gonna give you the Ooh. big size here. The neat one. Mm-hmm. Oh, that smells so good. Ooh, it's like ground beef. Oh, it smells a little spicy. Here we go. Who doesn't want to eat that? Wow. No wonder that kid mm -hmm. was so popular. Mm. Wow. The spices. The spices mm -hmm. so flavorful. Mm. It has like a upfront but mild spice. Mm. I think I see some peppers. Wow. That's really good. I mean, truth be told, anything wrapped in pastry, mm -hmm. I'm gonna like it. <laughs> mm. The pastry is so flaky. Mm. You know what I love about this story? Oh my God, that we get to eat this food? First. <laughs> about me. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that even as a kid, they recognize that they loved something so much that they wanted to share it. And I'm so happy because I think we all know that not every child's experience with sharing their no. cultural foods is always as successful. So it's really nice to hear what it is. And that was, that's, I don't know. And really what's even more amazing about this for me is, is that this happened a while ago. Mm -hmm. This wasn't something recent right. because the times are changing. They're talking about getting their cassette player taken away. This was like 80s? in the eighties. And for their classmates to have been so forward in the eighties, it, Warns my heart to know that I guess not all of us had the same experience. Mm -hmm. mm. But you know what makes me mad about this story? Is that I had to wait for this story to come into my life to learn about this food, because oh it is God. so fucking good. So good. Okay, that was obviously the meat one. And then we're looking for lentils. Oh, oh my gosh. One too. You guys hear that? It's so crunchy. Mm. ASMR, bitches. Oh shit, that's hot. Yeah, this has lentils in it. Yep. Lentils. I'm not Here as familiar go. with lentils. I don't eat a lot of lentils it's in a my life. Lego, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. Haha, <laughs> I'm not an idiot, mom. <laughs> mm. That is the flavor is much more mild, but I really like the texture of it. Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It gives it like a little bit of a bouncier chew. Yeah. Mm, that's good. That is really good. 
Okay, well. It has like a slightly different flavor profile. It's like mm-hmm. not as spicy. Mm-mm. I don't see any peppers. The f- pastry is obviously equally flaky. I mean, just listen to this. Yeah. You mm-hmm. like that? You like mm-hmm. that? <laughs> That's that right. That's so good. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wait, we have to pace ourselves. Huh, wait. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I just realized we have to pace ourselves. Why, Susie? <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> I can't. It's so good. It's so good. None of this is a lie. It's delicious, but we have like so. We have a lot of stories, and we That's have so, so much food. It's so good. Okay, I'm just gonna have this. There's one literally nothing to lick off my fingers, and I'm licking them anyway. <laughs> okay. Wow. That's so Anonymous good. person, thank you. Thank you. Mm. Great. I'm eternally grateful that I now have sambuses in my life. I need to find out where you guys got these. These are so good. Mm-hmm. No joke. Okay. All right. Now we just need to do some magical cleanup. <laughs> Magic is awesome. Thank I you, Sigma, Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> Sorry about that other thing that happened. <laughs> On today. No, just kidding. <laughs> looks like a two-parter though. Um, I don't ever <laughs> upload it, but every time they have those prompter uh, videos, I do it every time. You know when the newscasters have those prompter videos and they're oh, like, right. pretend you're a newscaster. Oh, it's you? like, I will, thank you. But you never post them? No. Come on, <laughs> give the people what they want, Ed. You have a very news- Do you want them? Do you, you? Have a, you have a very like newscaster way about you. I don't know how to take that, but thanks. Professional. I think that's what she meant. <laughs> Sorry if I look befuddled. This has two stories, it looks like. It is two stories. So we're going to start this the, sec- the second one. Okay. So this person would also like to remain anonymous. Um, and this writer says, My maternal grandmother, which I will call my nana, has made tamales since she was young. And she perfected her recipe, which I had the privilege to enjoy since I was born. She is the... What's that? Oku? Oku person that knew her recipe. Oh, I think she was trying to say only. She was the only person that knew her recipe and no one else made it for a long time. My aunt learned to make it maybe 10 years ago, but we never really got together as an extended family for the holidays anymore. So it was rare when I was able to eat her tamales unless she decided to make some or sell, to make some to sell. I always told myself I was going to go over and learn and learn when she made them. Of course, it's always too late. In March 2020, my Nana passed away from COVID. She was actually one of the first persons to get diagnosed. She flew to visit my aunt in Florida in February 2020. And of course, her and my Tata got it. She didn't make it, but my Tata did. I never learned, I never learned her recipe, but I got lucky that my aunt learned it in 2020 and I made it my first tamales last year, my third time making them. I have perfected them and they taste just like hers. My mom is beyond thrilled to be able to eat them again. Food matters. Whew. Well, I think we're going to need some magic time to edit away all these tears. Oh, God. Like, that. see, this is why I focus so heavily on food, because I know, like, the weight that it carries for people, and I know how deeply and profoundly it affects people, and I know that a lot of people are like, it's just food. Like, it's not. It is not just food. It is remembering people we love that we don't have in our lives anymore. It's sharing food that, that brings us joy and comfort in a way that is so much deeper than just satisfying our hunger, you know? And I almost want to say 
you know, I'm sorry you guys didn't have any memories with food or maybe your parents didn't cook, but even then, takeout. I have fond memories of takeout sure. with my family. But it's it's not just ever food. Or like They're pizza memories. nights with They're your pizza. little league team. Yeah. Or, you know, like sharing popcorn with your grandpa when he'd come over and watch me. You know, it's not just, you know, the food itself. It's the memories they create. It's the, it's the sentiments and the emotions that are fueled behind that. And I think maybe because I cooked so much with my grandmother and my mother that like, I have such a deep connection to food, but I know that when I read stories like this, it's not just me, you yeah. know? Thank you so much for sharing this story. And it really like, it touched my heart and obviously. Um, yeah, I mean, we've both had tamales before, but this, I've actually never had the tamales that we're about to eat before. I've never had this flavor. Oh, the chili and cheese tamales from Northgate Ooh. Market. Northgate, wanna sponsor us? <laughs> well, if so, here we go. Oh! Look at that! Ooh. Okay, I saw I saw somebody on TikTok eating tamales and didn't know that you're supposed to take the corn. Oh, husk I saw that one too. Like, he even cut it. He into strips, and he was like, "Luckily, I have my girlfriend." who was like, "You idiot!" <laughs> with chopsticks, you idiot. Now we don't normally eat tamales with chopsticks, but oh, do you? You're not of this camp either, huh? No. I hate people who do that. Like, what it is just that? creates more splinters. And also, like, what is what are we trying to achieve? They're trying to get the splinters off, but every time I do that, it just, just creates more. more splinters. You're just making more. And then Stop you're like it. flaking it on your you're food. Just trying to look fancy. It's gonna be like super easy. But so hey, yummy. if our Mexican brothers and sisters are bringing tortillas in the KBBQ restaurants, I can eat a tamale <laughs> with, with chopsticks. You know what? I think that's fair. And also genius. Very genius. There is nothing more delicious no. to me than like a purgogi taco. None of it is judgmental. Every time I watch it, I'm like, I'm jealous. And I'm like, why didn't I think of that? Genius. That's so smart. So smart. Okay, and that's so the reason why you don't gatekeep cultural foods, but difference between appropriation. That's right. Way different. Very, very different. Okay, so we have a cheese and chile tamale. Ready? Mm, man. This is your first time trying this flavor, yes. right? Wait, let me get the non masa part. Oh, fuck, that's so good. Mmm. Mm. Mm, I smell some corn, some peppers. <laughs> I love green chili anything. Green chili anything is like my favorite. Mm. I love corn anything. Mm. I will literally eat it. Can somebody please make a bulgogi tamale? I saw somebody that ate kimchi one. <laughs> Do it. Go home right now. Leave the podcast, Ed. Go make it. This is so good. It's so and good. And I'm sorry you can't even hear it. Or can you? Is this something they want to hear? I feel like it's I don't so think this is. I think this is like the eating equivalent of hearing the word moist. <laughs> mm. This is, it's so tender and it's so like, I don't know. I, get, I, I hate to use it, the word, but it is. It's really moist. It's not dry. And that's the one thing about tamales is like when you get a dry tamale, it's like. Worse. <laughs> that's when you have to like drown it in hot sauce. Right, right. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're asking for hot sauce. I don't think this really even no, needs it. this did not need mm. anything. Oh yeah, that chili flavor is mm -hmm. like very subtle. Mm -hmm. It's delicious. There's like an upfront green pepper mm. chili flavor, and then there's like a nacho cheese background chili taste. I gotta eat this all day. Oh my god, this is so good. I know. I have I have replaced myself. Edward. Oh, as she says that, <laughs> I literally ate just the masa part because I'm like I love. <laughs> Here you go. We'll go. We'll go. It's fine. Eat it. Okay. I love tamales. So do I. Oh it's God, honestly so good. top three. 
Oh, sweet corn tamales. Mm. Sweet corn, sweet corn tamales are like possibly my favorite. Maybe I, tied with this now, but mm, oh so my good, god. right? I'm so glad you liked it. It's a lot of pressure. Just oh my god, that's so good. <laughs> Northgate Market. I'm telling you. I'm so happy. Thank you, Northgate, because I've had horrible tamales before. Nothing is worse than horrible. And I tamales. walked in there this morning, and I was like, I saw like the array. Like, have you ever been into a Northgate Market? No. Okay, so Northgate Market, you walk in, and I don't know if they have it every day, but there's a woman. She has all of the um, agua frescas, so she's got all of those oh. to one side. And on the back, she has all of these. They look like giant rice cookers because they're like steamers. <clears throat> and you tamales. open it, she has so many flavors, oh just God. filled with tamales. And then right in the front is a lady making fresh guacamole. And it's like, I could just live there. I could live there. I live in a very Latino neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And every, is it Saturdays or Sundays? I'm laying in bed and it starts around like 8.30 in the morning. But this man starts pushing a cart around, ringing a bell, yelling tamales, tamales. And every time... I want to do it, but I'm also such like a lazy piece of shit in the mornings that I'm like, do I want the tamales? Do I get out of bed? Do I want the tamales? And like, it's been, a, it's been a while, but I'm like inching the next time I hear it, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it. Just do, well, you have a window, don't you? You just be like, just. Oh no, no. Have yeah, them, no. Like, Our house is like the back house uh, and like we're on a hill that oh, he doesn't go up. Oh, got yeah, it, yeah, got yeah. it. So got those it. all kind of play into it. Get your ass out of bed. Yeah. Support small businesses Easy. and our yeah. local vendors. Ooh, okay. Now we just need our gene. I love that. <sighs> Why can't I do this now at this home? part of my daily life. I'm yeah. gonna get a genie for every day. Okay. Up next on What in the Shiba, we have uh, this submission from someone who has a Vietnamese name and I am apologizing in advance if I am not saying it the best way, but we have a submission from Chen Bin, and this is what they wrote. Long story short, I was born in Vietnam in 1995. Had a name the orphanage gave me, a name the woman who gave birth called me, a name the white adopters gave me, Brittany. Adopted and forced assimilated into white culture, the United States, I legally changed my name almost two years ago to what it is now. I'm on my fourth name of life and part of it was gifted. My entire name means the little warrior who moved mountains and spread light, even on the darkest of days. But different than Brittany. Anyway, I traveled to Vietnam five years ago during Tet and found and met the woman who gave birth to me at the age of 22. Oh. I didn't know about her until I was maybe 20 or 21. During that time of finding her, a true leap of faith, since it was Tet, I had tried some traditional foods with her, and again, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing this wrong, her gal luak, which is a boiled mm. chicken dish, it's a boiled whole chicken dish, and cha lua, which is a pork bologna. Had never tried either or really acknowledged Tet. Being able to experience my own cultural food that I had never experienced was really special and also nerve-wracking. I was also nervous about eating the chicken because of whether it would be cooked all the way was, and was nervous, sorry. Glad I tried it. This past Tet, I tried incorporating a little more. I've been trying to reclaim my culture that was taken. A little through food, though I'm not good at cooking, so I try things outside of pho. Though while in Vietnam, I liked that pho was for all meals, including breakfast. Thanks for reading. And this is the photo of Chen Bin with her family in Vietnam. And unfortunately for this story, um, I had a really hard time finding both Her, Lugua, Her Gael Luak and Cha Lua. 
Um, we will keep looking. We will keep looking. We will looking. not rest until we have found it. But yes. up to this point, we were unable to find any. I love chicken, so. <clears throat> Same. Yeah. But I think, again, you know, this speaks to the, the magnitude and power that food has, right? I mean, it can bring you closer to a culture that you've never experienced, yeah. you know? And I think to have something, and, and to use her words, taken away from her, and to have it be gifted back in this way, I think is so profound. And I think it really does, you know, touch our spirits and our souls in ways that, you know, maybe other things can't. Yeah. And, um, you know, I grew up, I, I know a lot of transracial Asian adoptees. And, you know, for those of you out there that don't know, or maybe like thinking that, you know, maybe you don't feel Asian enough or whatever that means. I just want you to know, um, as a person who grew up with Asian parents, I've related a lot more to transracial adoptees than a lot of other people because of the whole fact of trying to figure out my identity, what it means to be one and the both, you know, without any guidance. So I just wanted, you know, just let you know that you're not alone, but we thank you, you for sharing your story. We really appreciate it. And I think, um, I think as somebody who's a large following, I think of mine is a lot of Korean transracial adoptees and maybe not even just Korean, but you know, to your point, I think feeling close to something can come in so many different ways. And I think when you don't, ha I think there's something so intimate about food, mm -hmm. unlike wearing a, a garment necessarily. Like food is something that you literally ingest into yeah. your body and it becomes part of who you are. It's not just like, you know, something you wear in your hair or like a song that you sing. It's, it's something that you literally becomes part of your, on a cellular level, your humanity is, Con it contributes to yourself as a person. And I think that's a really beautiful way to yeah. to acknowledge and, and try to reach out for that. And I think it's really validating food too. Like for instance, mm. um, I have a friend who is a transracial adoptee and he's Korean and he hasn't really tried many Korean foods until you know he started eating it with me, my family and things like that. And my mom says it every time she goes, yep, he's definitely Korean because mm -hmm. he it's loves the DNA. flavors. <laughs> I mean, he will even eat the eyes of the fish that comes in like fish kui. Yes. I don't even do that. That, that comes from that comes from the ancestors. Yeah. That's where that comes from. It's, it's, it's built there. in. So food, <clears throat> it just connects you to culture whether you grew up with it or not. And Oh, also, I'd like to preface that when we say transracial adoptee, we don't mean someone who has changed their race. I think there has been a lot of controversy. Yes. Whenever I say the words transracial, people think that we're trying to say people who have decided to try no. to change their race, which is not a thing. Yeah, no Ollie um, London's here. No, absolutely fucking not. Nope. Transracial adoptees are people who are of one race that get adopted into a family of another race. Just Correct. to clarify what that means, because sometimes there's confusion around that. And when people say like, you can't change your race, I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> no, yes. that's but not what we're doing But you can be here. raised and disconnected from your culture right. because yes. And that can be true. Yes. Okay, you ready to move on to the next one? Yeah. You read them, Ed. I think I need reading glasses. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And the font on this one is smaller. <laughs> oh, jeez. Or maybe it's, I think, I think the roller coaster really rattled my brain. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Space Mountain was like, oh my God, oh my God. And I think I like got out of there. I was like, I'm okay. And I woke up this morning. I was like, little foggy. Like I feel really hungover, but I didn't have a single drink yesterday. Mm, sure, I Susie. I didn't get wasted sure. at Disneyland. You, you spent all day with thousands of kids and you didn't have one drink. I don't, I didn't have even one sip of a drink. Oh I wish God. I kind of had. I would have, I did I get a little tense while we were there. I'm not going to Blacked out. <laughs> Our next story comes from Anne. Go ahead, Ed. So we have this story from Anne. She says, many years ago in the summer before my senior year of high school, the summer of 1984, 
I volunteered at the local community college as a teacher's assistant for my ESOL class, which is English for Speakers of Other Languages. I absolutely loved this experience so much. As a, 12, seven, ooh, as a 17-year-old girl being exposed to so many varying cultures and meeting people from around the world who were there to learn English, either as part of their path to citizenship or to be able to talk more easily with English-speaking friends was an education in and of itself. Being so young, I quickly became friends with a Chinese girl who was around my age, maybe one to two years older. Her parents owned one of the local Chinese restaurants in town, which happened to be my family's favorite restaurant. I wish I could remember her name, but sadly, I don't anymore. She invited me to come to her family's restaurant one Friday for dinner to eat some quote-unquote real Chinese food, as she put it, and not the Americanized version I was accustomed to. I excitedly accepted, and that Friday met her at her restaurant. Her parents, who spoke broken English, could not have been more warm or welcome to me if they tried. They led me back through the main seating area and into the kitchen where a table was set up. My friend said that's where the family eats, and I was invited to dine with them at their table. The mother was busy cooking up foods with smells I can still remember. Soon enough, the table was filled with Chinese foods I didn't recognize, could not pronounce, and felt a little hesitant about but knew even at my young age that this was an honor for me to be there with them and sharing their food, and I wasn't about to be disrespectful and decline to at least try a small amount of each dish. My plate was overflowing with seafood, chicken, tons of vegetables, with sauces that were better than any takeout I had ever had. Some of it was a bit spicy, but my friend said it was, the Canton it was Cantonese cuisine, which I knew would be mostly mild. I tasted one of everything that was served to me and I fell instantly in love with almost all of it. I remember there was there were one or two dishes that I wasn't wild about, but I still ate a small amount of it to be respectful to my hosts and their kindness. Mostly we laughed and my friend translated her parents for me so we can talk and enjoy the experience together. They tried teaching me how to use chopsticks, <laughs> which had the whole table laughing at my complete failure to get right. At the end of the night, I left there with my arms filled with leftovers to take home to my parents, having been tightly hugged by everyone there and feeling very lucky to have been given such a gift. The restaurant is long gone now, but sometimes I think about this beautiful family and how warm and open they were to this young girl. Every time I get takeout from my husband's and my favorite Chinese restaurant, I'll occasionally smile at the memory of this true Chinese cuisine and culture I was once privileged enough to be exposed to, even for just one night. <laughs> yeah, this it's is so lovely. It is. It's making me a little <laughs> emotional too. Just uh, I, <laughs> between the fact that I don't know that I've had this positive of an experience, but also knowing <clears throat> that there is a written proof of when people say. Oh, the times were different and right. we were young. No, no, they weren't. No. In the 80s, as a teenager, she knew how to be respectful and not be disrespectful. And, and come away with it with such an opening, like an open mind, and to come away with it with such wonderful experiences and memories. That and lasted a whole life. Her lifetime. whole life. Her whole life she will remember this meal. And every time she talks about Cantonese food or eats Cantonese food or even just thinks of, you know what I mean? Like it just conjures these warm memories that are, that, that will stay with her forever. And I think that's so beautiful. And I think, you know, you can be young 
you can be a teenager and you don't have to be an asshole because you think something is gross. Yep. You just don't have to fucking do it's it. It's all about perception and how you choose to approach things. Right. Yeah. And I think also a lot of people when they discuss cultural foods and they talk about how they don't like them necessarily or they think that they, you know, they're displeasing to them and they don't use that word. They say things like gross, gross. and disgusting mm -hmm. and it makes me barf Ugh. and they gag and they do all of those, you know, antics and the, I call them ooze for views. You know, it's like, See, the thing is, is like you do this and you broadcast it to the entire world. And the people watching that who eat that see that. But I want to ask the question, if there were a person of that culture literally serving you that food with this amount of love and care and pride, would you sit there and do that? And they're like, well, I can't help it if a gag grows foods. Like, yes, you can. Mm -hmm. I promise you can. Because if you are served this by somebody you really respect, your favorite celebrity or sports player, they're like, this is my favorite dish, and it disagreed with you, you wouldn't sit there and fucking gag because you couldn't fucking no. control it. That Sorry, it gets me so fucking fired up. Mm -hmm. It makes me so upset. It's like, I can't help it. It's a natural reflex. Well, you know what? Sometimes I have a reflex to do physical things yeah. that I, I stop myself from yeah. doing. Mm -hmm. So if I can stop myself, so can you. You gag, this food goes right in your face. Exactly. A natural. Right down your pants. <laughs> so for some Cantonese food, we have. Ooh. Okay, so this is char shu. Can you explain a little bit about what this is? Yeah, so char shu is a Cantonese barbecued pork. And I believe this one is served with some bok choy, rice, and some pickled vegetables like daikon and cucumbers. That looks delicious. I think I've had this. I don't, I have never had it in this way, but I've had it like, I guess I'd call it deconstructed. Um, I've had it like in the pork buns. I think that's the, the meat oh, that comes in the, okay. the bao yeah, yeah, yeah. buns, like the big soft spongy ones, yep. which I love. I so think I've had those too, but really I've never had char siu just like on its own like this either. Well, that's so. about to change. Asians, e Asians eating Asian. <laughs> We're not cannibals, hashtag. No, well, yet. I don't know what that you means. You never know. Hey, shit what is this? weird. I don't know. Oh, it's Ooh. Oh. Plummy sauce? It's sweet smelling. It does smell kind of plummy. But not in like a teriyaki kind of way. Ooh, burnt ends. My Delicious. favorite. Okay, ready? Here we goes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Oh my God. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I'm not kidding. This is fucking good. <laughs> mm. What is happening in my mouth? <laughs> so much. What mm. is happening? Holy shit. Rich. Oh my God. Unctuous pork. It's sweet, but it's salty. Yes. Savory. So savory. Mm. This sauce is definitely sweet. I think you're right, like plum mm -hmm. or something. This my burnt guess. end is so crunchy. Oh my God. This is so good. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I love, I love fatty pork so much. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love the radish and the cucumber. This is a really nice little palate cleanser. What do I need to cleanse my palate from? Mm. This is for my mom. Look, mommy. Mm. Yum. <laughs> really the bok is actually really it's good. It's delicious. Mm. <laughs> it's cooked really well. Let's try some of these mm -hmm. pickles. Mm. Oh yeah, the pickles are really refreshing. No wonder this mm -hmm. left an indelible memory on her. Like yeah. this is fucking delicious. <laughs> I'm getting full, but I need this. Oh, that's a big piece. Edward. I shouldn't have gone that big. It's all right. That's what she said. Mm. 
Yeah. It is so tender and juicy. Oh my God. Do you remember where you got this? Mm-hmm. So we got this from Rice Box in downtown Los Angeles. Mm. Supposedly, this is the best char shoe in Los Angeles. You know what? I don't know if that it counts San Gabriel Valley though, mm. but in Los Angeles proper, the best. And I, I don't have anything to compare it to, but this is perfection. If this, somebody told me that, I'd believe them. It's really good. Mm. Well. Oh my God. And so, if you open yourself up to experiencing different foods and different cultural foods and entering it with some degree of respect. It just equals pleasure. It you equals end up pleasure. eating fucking delicious food mm -hmm. and being really stoked about it. Happiness what? and motherfucking pleasure. What's hard about that? Oh my God. Like why? And we're doing No, no. <laughs> I was just about to say, I can't be Asian and just like, you can't like not yeah, eat something. that's rice. true. You notice I call you Edward when I'm mm, <laughs> being yeah. up, like my mom voice. Oh my gosh, Edward! Edward. <laughs> I can't stop though. I don't blame you. It's so good. Fuck. Yeah, let's have one more. <laughs> let's have one more. One more, a little bit. We have so let's much more food Ah, so good. No, oh. I'm not gonna do it. Do it a little bit. Okay, but just like <laughs> I'm just gonna like take part mm -hmm. of this one because these burnt oh ends. I don't know if you ate any of these burn ends or if you don't like burn ends, but like, oh my God. I had one. The crunch. It's so good. Listen to this. Listen to this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like literally turning to potty. I feel like we should just change the direction of this podcast altogether. If you would like to see us just eat all the time. <laughs> Let us know. Mm-hmm. Mm. And if we all just want to say a big F you to my mom by gaining like 30 pounds, <laughs> I'm cool with that too. Oh my God. Do you think American beauty standards are hard mm. as far as weight goes? Crazy There's no beauty standards. It's just mom standards. <laughs> True. Mm. God, that was really good. Mm. Okay. I don't want to stop, but I feel like we should move I on. I just like need to get all the flavor off those chopsticks. <laughs> well, I hate to clean this one up, uh, but too. we're going to have to. Okay, next no. story. Oh, stop it. I know. Bye. It's okay. You can always get more pork. I'm going to eat it all the and time. And now that we know it exists, yeah. we're going to eat it all the time. All the time. It's so good. Oh, my God. So, next up on What in the Shibat. This comes from Josie. Ooh, Josie. What I a great name. I love the name Josie. It's yeah. one of my favorite names. Timeless. I almost named my daughter. My daughter's Josie. Mm. So, Josie writes, first, I am a huge fan of both Ed and Sujia. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure who is reading, but hello. Hi. Hi, Josie. Thank you for all that you do in the community and just your amazing presences in the world. Oh, I am Josie. My TikTok is at Joe's Eats Mukbang. Aha. Uh -huh. She's an eater. I like it. And I have a YouTube account, which I used to post to me before eating, of me eating before getting too busy being a first-time mom and figuring that out. Relatable. Very relatable. I mean, I'm not, but I get it. I get it. So here's the story. I moved back and forth because my father was in the Air Force. Once he retired, we moved to Reno, Nevada. My mother had troubles coming to the States, so I didn't have her cooking very often. But my dad did his best. Well, one day my mom's visa was fixed, and she finally got to us. Her first lunch she made us was meon teji prugogi, mm. which is Korean spicy stir-fried pork. Oh, pork. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to which my sister and I ate in the hallway in front of the main school doors. Not crowded or many people in great airflow. 
as every student passed us, people said it smelled like rotting corpses and sewage. I went from being really happy to not happy. Yeah, angry, more mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. Yep, only because it smelled different and it was mainly a white school. My sister and I never ate our lunch after that day because it was the final straw. We assumed being in high school, oh, high school. Wow. We wouldn't be bullied anymore. Sadly, we were wrong. I love how open people are now, but I still fear the bullies for when, when my son goes to school. But hopefully by then, there will be more love than hate. Thank you again for all that you do. Bless you both and each of your families. Thanks for writing that in, Josie. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. that makes me so angry. Mm -hmm. I literally have goosebumps because I think I'm getting PTSD. Yeah, yeah, I totally understand. I hear that. And it's like, first of all, Teji Bulgogi is like one of the best smelling things. It's, oh my God. In the world. I mean, like. There's nothing better. Like yeah. if, if my mom were cooking that, I'd come home and be like, yes, <laughs> I knew exactly what it was. When I'm outside, <laughs> you can smell it when you're near a Korean restaurant. Absolutely. And it literally, I'm always like, where is that coming from? Turning I into non-rapey Pepe Le Pew here. <laughs> He's such a scumbag. We'll have a whole episode yeah, yeah. on Pepe Le Pew. Or never. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and they were in high school. That's that's despicable. That's and, so sad. And and she's right. Yes, you know, coming back or you know, looking back now, it is definitely much better than it was. But I know it still exists. Yes. You know, and I know how hard it is for kids to you know bring their lunches to school. Do you know how many people? Anytime I make a video about like sh cultural foods and you know cafeteria trauma stories and things like that. How many people, literally hundreds and hundreds of people who tell me, oh yeah, every day I would throw my lunch away. And now my mom is gone and I regret that so much. And it's like, oh, oh my God, it's just a fucking like dagger through the heart. And it's like all that time and food and, you know, love like wasted because people can't get their fucking head around pork. Like shut the fuck yeah. wrong with people. I, I brought, <laughs> bulgogi and kimbap and I got made fun of. And mm -hmm. after the second one, I literally went home, freaked out at my mom and told her, oh, cause then after that, she made me a tuna fish sandwich, which was still stinky. Also stinks. <laughs> yeah, so like I just literally came home one day and I was like, mom, turkey, cheese, sandwiches. And then till the day I graduated, from, that was in second grade. Oh, till I graduated all you high school, that's all I got. And it almost started becoming bland towards the end, but then, you know, trauma, you know. Yeah, is, it's almost like it's better yeah. to suffer this than mm -hmm. that. So then, I mean, the sandwiches were delicious. My mom made really gourmet sandwiches, so sometimes I would just like, you know, tr trade. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But I just feel like I wish kids didn't have to make that consideration. No. You know what I mean? And to know that like, listen, I'm a mom, and I, will, I know how hard it is to like work and pack lunches and get all that stuff done on time. <clears throat> And to put so much effort and love into it, and to to one day find out that your kids threw it away because of shame is like, that hurts in so many different directions. You know what I it mean? Does. Like it's so painful for everybody involved. Like if I if I made lunch for my daughters and I knew that they went to school and threw it away, not just because they didn't like it, but because they did like it, but threw it away anyway because they were afraid of being bullied. Like it would. It would shatter my fucking heart. It would break my fucking heart to hear that, to know oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say more like I would go into school <laughs> and I would break things. There's that aspect. And I didn't I'm say that kidding. I I'm, wouldn't I'm then do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people do f crazy things from a broken heart. And that could be easily one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Easily. And, you know, like... I don't know, that just makes me so sad. Like her mom was like, I'm finally here in the America with my daughters and I'm going to share my food with them. And then... Yeah. Like, that's 
fucked. Yeah, I mean, hopefully now we know better to know that it's more about them than it is us. You know what I mean? Those kids probably were just jealous because they're getting peanut butter and jelly lunches and someone's eating this like, they're eating meat dishes, you know what right. I mean? Which is you're like, basically you're eating steak or like yeah. a cut of meat. So, you know, probably had a lot to do with that or the fact that your mom even came Back. to give it to yeah, you. Yeah, right. yeah, so it's just... But, you know, hopefully for Josie, you know, I don't know where you are, but I think the times are changing. Yeah, I will say my youngest daughter, um, she asked me, she said, Mom, how come you never give me kimchi in my lunch? And I was like, honey, I would like instantly trauma. I was yeah. like, why would you ask me that? <laughs> what? what? What do you mean? And she's like, you never give me kimchi. I eat kimchi at home all the time, but you never send it to school. And I'm like, well, aren't you so worried that your friends are going to make fun of you and say that it stings? And she's like why would they do that? And I was like, really? Oh. Why would, they wouldn't do that? She's like, no. But she's like, of course they would. She's like, mom, they're my friends. And she's like, they even asked me why I never bring kimchi to school. And I was like, okay. And so I packed it for her and I sent it to school. And I literally was like white knuckling the whole day. The whole next day I was like, oh my God, she took it. She's gonna open it up in the lunchroom and it's just gonna, it's gonna, you know, the whole scent is gonna permeate the whole room. It can't help, you, you can't help it. And she comes home that day and I'm like, hey, how was your yeah, day? Anxious. How was your snack? Yeah. Was everything okay? And she's like, yeah, but mom, um, she said, what, why did you do that? And I was like, oh God, uh -oh. oh God, why did I do what? Yeah. And she's like, you packed me so much. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, me and my friends tried to finish it, but we couldn't, you gave us so much. I was like, did I overcompensate? <laughs> I was like, so I gave her like an entire like kimchi pyong of it. And she's wait, like, <laughs> wait, so you were scared it was gonna stink up the whole lunchroom. So you gave her enough to I, stink up I the I think school. I was like in a daze. I was like, I. I didn't know what to do. And I was like, if I give her a little, it's, then I was like, if I give her too much, she might be on to the fact that I don't want to give it to her and let her show off what it is. So I'm going to, I overcompensated. Yeah. Clearly I overcompensated. I was like, maybe part of me was kind of like, fuck you lunchroom. It's going to fucking stink for days. <laughs> and I just gave her the whole jar. I don't know. I don't know my deep psychological motivations Trauma for it. is crazy. But I'm telling you, it was, it was real. But now she's, you know, she was so happy to take it. And it was, it felt so good. There was like this like little sujia inside of me was like, you know, it felt yeah. really good to, to, to experience I bet, because especially kimchi too is like- Of all the things. Of all the things. It's the lingering smell, the garlic. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are all the reasons why kimchi is amazing. Amazing. But like, we Koreans know, you know, you eat a heavy kimchi lunch. It's gonna be on you. Yeah, and like your breath. <laughs> it's like, not going anywhere. Better for have a some mouthwash. Yeah. Or don't have mouthwash and be like, what? Yeah. This, is, this is part of who I am right now. <laughs> But I think, you know, Deji Bulgogi is one of my favorites. Oh my God. For sure. It's like a treat. I'm really excited. I'm so excited. And yeah. Ta-da! Oh. <laughs> this makes me so this happy. This is a whole bento box. This feels like home. <laughs> or better than home. Actually, my yeah, mom maybe. didn't cook pork. Really? Yeah. So we grew up Seventh-day Adventists, if you know what that is. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You did? Mm -hmm. We grew up Seventh-day Adventist. If you don't know what that is, in the most non-offensive way possible, we're basically followed Jewish religion, but we believe in Jesus mm. as a Christ. And one of the things is we don't eat pork, shellfish, things like that. So, like, my mom mostly didn't cook it because she was vegetarian. And okay. she was like, pork's not good for you. So okay. it wasn't necessarily religion okay. for me, but... 
Yeah, like she never cooked it. Like I only ate bacon and stuff like when I went to like other people's houses. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. I learned something new about it all like every, at least multiple at least 10 15 facts every yeah. day. <laughs> but I also went to like Presbyterian churches too. My uh, mom was like you should just be well-rounded as a Christian and I was it. like, "Oh, okay. I hate fair, church." Fair. Fair. Okay. What do we have, Ed? So this we have the spicy teji prugogi, which is spicy uh, pork. It's like uh, rib meat, essentially, that's um, you know taken off the meat. We have some rice, some simple salad. I believe this looks like some sort of Radish kimchi katsugi or something. We have some chapche, which is vermicelli noodles. Amazing. My this God, I'm is so uh, stir-fried fish uh, cakes, and then we have Korean people. We love our Korean potato salad. And I know I'm going to say something very controversial. Uh oh. <clears throat> uh oh. In only, only in the Korean style, <laughs> potato salad, I like raisins. Uh, <laughs> I know, I said it. Ooh. I know. But Korean style potato salad is different mm-hmm. than non Korean potato salad. It's a little bit sweeter anyway. So I feel like. The little, maybe not raisins, but like currants. I've had it. Oh, and I've, had I've it. never had currants. I don't mind the raisins. My aunt makes it with grapes, and that's ah, delicious. I've also had it with apples. Oh, I like. Oh, my aunt actually puts apples and grapes. Yeah, now yes. it's fruit salad. <laughs> it is a fruit salad. Now, now it's ambrosia with potatoes, <laughs> but it's delicious. Delicious. Okay, okay, let's try it. No, I think most places. I always start with our kimchi because I feel like that really yeah. is a good indicator on what my experience is going to be overall. Do we even want to dress the salad? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Delicious. Oh, this is going to be good. Oh yeah. This is going to be good. Mm-hmm. And that's not like that's not like kakdugi kakdugi. That's Mm-mm. um, crap. What is that called? It's like that more refreshing vinegary one. Yeah. It's. I don't know. I can't remember now. Sorry, please don't take our Korean card. But if you do know, just let us know. You can take the card, just don't take the kimchi. <laughs> oh wait, this has macaroni in it. What? Macaroni, macaroni potato salad. salad? Oh, it is a macaroni potato salad. And potato? With corn. <laughs> oh, that's fucking good. It's corn. <laughs> mm. Oh my gosh. Delicious. Oh, that's really good. We're so nerd. We're such nerds. We are such like nerds. Freaking wait, out we? about it. <laughs> oh, I you do? agree. <laughs> you said it's corn. That's a fact. I didn't start singing. <laughs> we. I meant the fact that we're like getting giddy over potato. Okay, that potato. I can that's fine. It's fine. But it's a potato mac salad. And I think fish cakes is one of the most popular uh, panchans. Yeah. Whenever, whenever I tell people it's fish cake before they eat it, this they have this idea that it's gross. Every time people eat it and then ask me, they think it's chicken. Right. It's not like a cake made out of fish, like no. a birthday cake. <laughs> it's just processed. Mm. Delicious. All right. All right. So the main event. Yep. Oh, here we. Shit. <laughs> that so was good. inevitable. That's delicious. Mmm. Mmm. Spicy. Porky, you can taste the gochujang in it's, it, which is my favorite. Yeah, and it's rib meat, so it's like, it just melts in your mm. mouth. That's good. It's so tender. Mm. It gave us so much. Maybe it also just looks like a lot because this is like our 15th meal today. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> and this is how I want to live and die. Mm. This place is called. So we got this from Pugogi Hut in Koreatown in Los Angeles. 
very popular spot. I've um, never heard of it. Pugogi yeah. Hut? Pugogi Hut. They're known for their Pugogi. Mm. Um, but they're just a traditional KBBQ place. Very good. If mm. you go on the weekends, you're like going to wait at least an hour. This is delicious. Try it, everybody. Mm. Oh, what the fuck are they talking about? It stinks. I'm going to tell you what it smells like. It smells like meat. Mm-hmm. It smells like delicious spice. Oh, maybe that's what it was. She went to a white school. They smelled spices, and they were like, oh, what is that? It's fucking spices. This smells like somebody loves you mm-hmm. is what that smells like. Maybe it's, that's why. <laughs> it's, maybe it's, they didn't recognize love. It smells like <laughs> someone who knew, knows how to use more than just salt. Mm. We also know how to use mayonnaise. Okay. <laughs> okay. QP mayonnaise. <laughs> oh, delicious. Okay, that was good. Oh, I just got a piece of apple. <laughs> you got apple? <laughs> I did. I'm jealous. <laughs> it really it adds oh, a little punctuation. I keep getting corn. <laughs> Why is corn so good? The texture, it's the so flavor. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like little, little flavor bursts no, yeah. like in your mouth, you know? And you can't eat teji bulgogi without, without eating a little bit of rice. No, rice is... Rice is life. It is. All right. Oh my God. If you guys weren't here, I would just like, I would just like drink this. It's so good. It's, it's so actually good. really good. Bulgogi really hut. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. All right, moving on. Yep. And, oh. oh. I know. It's so like, sad. When I it's know. Just like, oh, it's still warm. I know. And it's they like, warm. they leave behind some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this is just, the, it's just the sign of a good meal. Yeah. That's literally right. what that is. Okay. What do we have next, Ed? Next we have Leanne Lee, who writes, hi, Ed and Susie. Hi, Leanne. Hi. You guys know I'm such, uh, we don't, but you guys know I'm such a big fan of you guys. We know now. We know now, thank you. Been following y'all for a while now, especially Susie, when she was just sitting at like 30K. Seeing you grow has been such a joy. Leanne, thank you. That's really nice, thank you. (laughs) And Ed, that last video you made about the cello, I swear you're reading my mind because I literally just wrote a script three nights ago about my piano experience and it was pretty much exactly like your cello experience. Interesting. And that's why these conversations are important. So necessary. It's as if you're reading my mind, we're on the same wavelength, bro. LOL. Anyways, anyways, you want food stories. Unfortunately, mine are very much like yours. Being made fun of at school for eating worms, aka noodles, etc. So the stories are not that much different. I will say one that stood out, and I made a video on this two years ago about how someone in grade five called my dumplings poop because the word Dump is in dumplings. I hate kids sometimes. Yeah, like, you're not smart. They were like, Leanne's eating pooplings. And the whole class came over to my desk, pointed, and laughed at my lunch going, Ew, Leanne eats poop. Leanne, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Yeah, if that's poop... Well, yeah, I don't know Bring where that. A plate of poop. Yeah, I don't know where that joke was going. I didn't like it, so I stopped. Oh, Susie kept going. I just realized who this is. It's Leanne, Leanne, my friend Leanne. It's me, Leanne. Hi, oh. Leanne. <laughs> We've been mutuals forever. I, it didn't click to me because I didn't know her yep. last name. That's what happens now. when we read this anonymously. So hi, Leanne. Yeah. Thank you. I love you. Sorry, I'd keep going. <laughs> Obviously, as a mom now, Our children are beautiful. I fully understand kids and their ways of manipulating words into bathroom words. 
I made vids of my daughter calling words like peanuts, peacock, and album inappropriate. But dang, did those words sting as a 10 year old. I never ever wanted to eat my mom's lunches ever again. Even during high school, I take her lunch and throw it in the trash <laughs> and buy myself fries for lunch. <laughs> That's not as nutritious. No, and sad. I know. I'd come home lying to my mom saying I ate her lunch. Again, as a mom now, if I find out my daughter was throwing her lunch in the garbage, I'd be devastated. And as you know, food holds so much meaning in her culture. So to toss out a lunch is basically rejecting my love. And she wrote LOL, but. But not LOL. I'm not lolling. Anyways, I've rambled long enough. You haven't. I really just wanted to write in and say that I'm a fan of you both and keep up the good work. I'm cheering you on. Also, bravo on the podcast. It's been at the back of my mind to launch one too, so this is quite the inspiration. Well, hopefully, Leanne, when we finally do, we can be part of that as well because your story was so, I mean, it's sadly so relatable, so relatable yeah. but it's also so common. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I get it. I literally just said, if I found out my kids were throwing away their lunches, it would break my heart. And yeah. I, I cried, Leanne. Yeah. Um, and I think having this shared experience, I think it, it speaks to, you know, how big of an issue this is and it goes so far beyond just like a one-off it's not a one-off this happens to kids everywhere yeah all the time and i mean this story in particular is just asinine because dumplings exist in almost most cultures absolutely even in america we have chicken Chicken and dumplings dumplings. right i mean pierogies pierogies like Like calzone is maybe just a giant one I mean, no offense to the Italians, but it could technically be like a ginormous baked dumpling of pizza proportions. (laughs) Nonetheless, it's it's a very common thing to have and eat a dumpling and to have, again, just the kids. It's it, it really for me, it all boils down to the kids. And this was even before I had kids. I always have had a very soft spot in my heart for kids because. I don't know. I've always, especially. I mean, what are you, a monster? Like, if you don't. But especially when people or children, even like animals, like when I see a squirrel, like on the side of the road eating, there's like a vulnerability to it that I just like look at it and I just have so much compassion. So, like, when I watch my children eat food, there's just this like overwhelming sense of compassion that like consumes me. And so like when I see, when I watch my dogs eating like a treat or like, you know, I watch, you know, my family eat a meal that I've made. There's just something about it that stirs, you know, deeper emotions rather than, you know, just them eating. So I can totally understand what Leanne's saying. And I partially think that's a cultural thing as well. Cause like, you know, Asians, Koreans, we like love to feed each other, but it's not just- Cause we're so repressed, we don't know how to say I love you Yeah, but that's like common in so many other cultures. Mm -hmm. Love is shown through food almost previously in a toxic form to the point where like, that was how you got it. But that's just, again, not to drive this point home, but like food is love, food is life. Yes, absolutely. And you know, you might call them pooplings, but I call them delicious. Mm -hmm. So here is to some pooplings. (laughs) Dumplings, pooplings. (laughs) Wow. We ordered these from Dan Modern and I got the pork dumplings, and then we got the um, chicken and shrimp shaolongbao. Delicious, this is very exciting. Okay. I can see the liquid inside. (laughs) So juicy. Like who wouldn't want to eat this? Also, this is the cutest (laughs) thing ever. It's like a little string bean wrapped in a dumpling skin. in the blanket, it's adorable. Yeah. I love it. Unfortunately, I hate string beans. You do? Trauma from my mom. 
trauma from your mom? Yeah, also, <laughs> Saturdays and Sundays, my mom would make me breakfast. And you want to know what it was? Not pork. It was uh, steamed vegetables. What? Mm-hmm. Every Saturday and Sunday, she would make me a plate that this That was like big. your, it's the weekend. Mm-hmm. Let's and it was a breakfast of steamed, like, and you know those, like, mixed vegetables that they have frozen? Like the corn, oh, the string beans, the lima, lima beans, beans and stuff. Yeah, my grandma yeah. used to make that for me all the time. She would make that, and I would have to eat it, and it would literally take me three to four hours to eat it. And it would only stop because by the time my mom got annoyed or got busy and had to step away from the table, I would shovel all the food in my mouth, go to the bathroom, and but. spit it out on the <laughs> toilet and flush it. Every week, Saturdays and Sundays, my whole childhood. What? So to this day, I can't eat any of those like lima beans, string beans. Like I am forever traumatized. I cook carrots. None of it. I can't. Maybe we should do an episode where we try to untraumatize ourselves about certain foods. Come on. I could make you a delicious dish with frozen vegetables. Totally okay with never never (laughs) eating like string bean casserole or lima beans. I can... Okay, well, I won't push you. I mean, I won't say no, no, but, but I'm gonna do probably it. no. I'm going to make you. Okay, first I'm going to start with this kind of dumpling. What's this sauce? It's like sriracha and some kind of soy dipping sauce. Sriracha and some sort of like soy slash fishy, mm, slight fish sauce. Oh, but it's like thicker than I thought it was going to be. Oh, that's fish sauce. That's fish sauce. That's some sort of soy blend. Are you sure? Soy sauce. Really? Fight? You wanna fight? Why is it so strong? It burned my nose. <laughs> no, I, it's soy sauce. I, it's maybe like a blend of sauces. Oh man, maybe I've never <clears throat> smelled soy sauce before. Is well, that's what it smells like to me. Well, before I keep sounding like an idiot, I'm just gonna just shove a dumpling in your mouth, honey. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. What sauce are you gonna put it in? This one. Okie dokie. I think the shaolong bao is better with the ginger and the soy is how we're supposed to do it. This fried dumpling smells amazing. Here we go. Ready? Mm -hmm. Three, two, one. How hot? Mm. Fuck, that's good. Oh my God. Mm. Mm. Dumpling is love. I mean. Do you know how much time? It takes to make all these individual dumplings. Have you ever watched people making them? Like in the window of like a din tai fung? I make them, yeah. Oh, you make yeah, them? Yeah, I've made dum- I make dumplings often. It takes all day. Dude. Yeah. You are a real renaissance man. Mm. <laughs> Ever since my mom visited me that one time, mm. I've just been on this tear of trying to get all of that information mm-hmm. before, you know, the inevitable happens. But, like, I've, I've had that... I've had that guilt with my grandma. You know, mm. I was like, oh my God, I don't have any of my grandma's recipes. Luckily, I learned a lot from her, yeah. but I was also like, I just need, you know what I mean? So just been like really trying to connect. Mm. All right, really? Shalom. I don't have a spoon, but I know. I was we're just, just going to say have that it's just... going to be hard without a spoon. I mean, I could just shove it in our mouths, I guess. I've actually never had a shalom bow before. What? Edward. I know. That's mm. juicy. Mmm. Mmm. Mm-hmm. 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 Wow, that's delicious. That's so good. How do I eat this soup? Just drink it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's delicious. That's oh, so good. It's just animal fat. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. It's so good, dude. Dan Modern, I'm telling you, it's a good place. I need one more. 
this time I'm not going to be stupid. I'm just going to. Mm-hmm. Dude. It's just like a little bomb of flavor. I mean, like. <clears throat> How do they do that? <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. It's so tender and juicy and flavorful. Oh, Leanne, thank you again so much for writing in. Um, I love you so much. And uh, I, I want you to start the podcast. Start it. Do it. We'll do it. We'll do it with you. We'll go on there. Okay. Ready for the next one? Yeah. I mean, no, but yeah. No, I kind of want to know. No, I'm getting so full. I'm getting, I'm like having a hard time breathing. <laughs> and I've only taken like one bite of like each thing, but like. Totally. A lot of different things. Yep. <laughs> I've only had one bite too. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the, I think our final story or do we have, no, we have two more. Yeah. Yeah. We have two more. Okay. See you soon. soon. Boom. Okay. I can read All this. Right. I'll try to read this and see if my eyes can focus now. This is from Lillian. Lillian writes, my African-American mother came from a tiny town in Louisiana, sorry, Louisiana, but she wanted to broaden our worldview through food. We rarely eat out, but she we rarely ate out, but she always was keen to show us different cultures through culture through foods whenever possible. We went to the first dim sum restaurant in our area in, oh, in the 70s. 70s, wow. We were usually one of the only non-Asian families in the place. That's, That's the like, sign of a good yep. restaurant. Mm-hmm. Secret. <laughs> we were also in attendance at every ethnic food festival that we could logically go to. My mother could bring us around the world. My mom couldn't bring us around the world, but she wanted to bring the world to us and educate us in doing so. That's love. It was very forward thinking for her, I'll say. And I'm so appreciative of her sacrifice. We all grow up to be adventurous. <laughs> we become adventurous because of her. Oh, God. Travel Junkie. Oh, I can see why, Lillian. And that's why she named her name at Travel Junkie 59 after her mother. That is so sweet. My mother yeah. couldn't bring us around the world, but she wanted to bring the world to us. Again, in the 70s. Oh, this exactly. isn't a new concept. <clears throat> you were just ignorant. That is so lovely. Oh, I tried to do that with my kids too. Like, yeah. I think it's so important. And like, it is so forward thinking in the seventies to, yeah. to think to like, ch- you know, challenge your children's palate. Yeah. And even when I travel now, I, I mean, yes, sometimes I do the touristy things, mm-hmm. but for me, the main objective is food. Like right. I absorb culture through food. You learn so much, you know, sometimes you learn history, right? Like why did they use these ingredients or this, you know, right. There's so or much. Like, how did it get here from yeah. somewhere else? Or, or like, like, how did this food transcend from China to this yeah. part of the world? And now is this different food? Like, it's so interesting. Or There's you so might much to eat learn. something and be like, whoa, we are, we have something similar Very, in our yeah, culture. Exactly. You know, like, <clears throat> I mean, in the seventies too, if you consider like the political implications of a black family yes. traveling around to yeah. eat different ethnic exactly. foods like that, your mom was also really brave. She was really brave. I don't know if she's still with us, but she sounds like an amazing woman. Yeah. And I think she was, Beyond her times. And I think that's really cool. taught you to be also be an amazing woman. So thank you, Lillian. Lillian, we loved that story so much. She wrote the, I might get that tattooed on me. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's so sweet. Yeah. All right. So I think this brings us to our, our last one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Go for it, Ed. You can have this one. This is from Anita. Hey, Susie and Ed. I love the pod so far. Thank you. And find so many things in common with your stories from the perspective of being the child of an immigrant parents. Even in the first few episodes, it's wild how many of your stories feel similar. Stories feel familiar to me. So food. I'm first generation Cuban American and some of her food was easily accepted by my Anglo friends. Everybody loves a Cuban sandwich. Sure do. I do. But some foods were a big nope. 
Once we were having a pig roast and I was so excited to show my best friend how delicious the pig looked after several hours cooking. When I opened the barbecue <laughs> and she saw the whole pig split down the middle with the head on, she screamed, threw her drink <laughs> on the ground and ran home. Oh, oh my no. God. Oh. I had no idea that Americans oh didn't my. barbecue the whole animal. Luckily, we were meant to be BFFs, and we still are 40 years later. That's amazing. That's awesome. And I make her roast pork for Christmas every <laughs> year. Oh, my God. That's, like, slightly enduring, endearing and also, like, a, an amazing, like, I think that's, gotcha, bitch. I love, like, you, cu you couldn't help it. You yeah. loved it. That's, but that's, like, what true friendship is, you know? I think that is so sweet. You know what, though? I think this is a good time for a disclaimer. If you have friends that are outside of your culture and you can maybe foresee that there's something that they might not be aware of, let them know. Yeah. Like if they're going to see an entire animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like Anita said, she didn't know. She That's just, true. Yeah, she That's just true. assumed that this is how everyone did it, which right. would make sense, you know, when you're so accustomed to one thing. You just. I, I'm just visualizing her friend. Like yeah. Opening like, ah! <laughs> yeah. And then literally like, looking home. yeah, like in a cartoon where it just goes, <laughs> and it's just like a cloud of dust that's left, you know, like. Yeah, and then. Oh, I have you ever been to a pig roast? Yes, I have. Me yeah. too. Mm -hmm. It's, I think it's really cool. I've seen, I've been to, you know, obviously go to like luau's in Hawaii. Yeah, uh, actually never been to Hawaii, but actually oh. the pig roast that I've been to we're done by white people. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So I guess times have changed a little I bit. I think it's time. Yeah. Hawaiian Airlines, if you'd like to sponsor an episode of What in the Shiba, so that Ed could have his first, you know, pig roast luau experience, um, you can email us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would very much like to go to Hawaii. So, you know, hi. we can make that possible. Could that, would that be so fun? Email us. <laughs> like just doing our podcast from Hawaii? Yeah. I'll have a Mai Tai and a pig roast. Fucking A. <laughs> Sounds delicious. Um, I love the story, Anita. I think it's really, um, I think it's very endearing, and I love that you guys have remained friends for forty years. And I think that, I think that having the the pork roast connection is so sweet. And honestly, it sounds like there was some understanding both ways. You know, yeah. Anita understood that like I didn't get a chance to prep my friend because I didn't know that she didn't know. Right. And it sounds like her friend had a massive freak out, but then came around and was like, "Sorry oh, about sorry. that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Wasn't expecting that. I was caught off guard. My reaction was maybe a little outside of you know." I don't calm. <laughs> and I don't know how old they were, but like, you know, if you weren't expecting and you saw this whole pig, you know, it could be a little jarring. I could see, I could imagine, you yeah. know, I mean, I think, and that's the thing too, like American cooking, like you just kind of go to the grocery store and you buy the already cut meats and you don't see it. But like, I've seen, you know, animals be slaughtered and yeah, stuff like, like that. in the wet markets. That's actually yeah. the majority of the world. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I've seen my grandma do it oh. at my parents' house oh. in our white neighborhood in the cul-de-sac. Oh. We'll talk about that. I, it was, she was real strong. Yeah. OG. <laughs> OG. She was all of four foot 11. She could, oh my gosh. She was teensy, teensy, but she was stronger than any grown man oh I know. Oh my gosh. No I, joke. I literally was having a conversation with my roommate yesterday and we were talking for some reason about, we watched some video where somebody was, you know, just killed their own, you know, some sort of bird and they were like, you know, plucking it or plucking it or whatever the word is. I don't even know, you know? Right. And we got into the conversation. He was like, you know, could you do that? And I was like, oh no. I was like, I can't 
fucking a bird. I was like, I can't. Oh my gosh. Just I've watched those videos. Really? And like I'm just like very I can't like even when I watch movies like when I watch Saw and stuff like I'm one of those people who like literally covers their eyes because like, I can't you know yeah. what I mean and then but like I also try to like kind of see through you know because I want to believe that I'm but I'm not see sometimes when I get a I'm chicken a at home and you know I'm preparing it to do whatever and it sometimes has it has those feathers I'm like ah like my ancestors <laughs> I'll like pull the remaining ones out there's only like two or three but I'm like aha this is how the women in the mountains and my ancestry did it nope. no not for you mm -mm. see I, 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 it makes I, me feel like connected to my roots I pluck those out while going oh god oh god <laughs> really uh, yeah I'm, I'm like, like uh, just like the women before me and I, I there's something very like visceral about it for oh me <laughs> I'm literally getting a migraine thinking about it <laughs> my head hurts um I don't I think I loved this though. I think, you know, learning that we can connect through food and even though though the connection isn't always a straight line and is always isn't always easy, you can always you know, you can always come back yeah. to it. And, and Anita didn't specify it here, but it's obvious that her friend had a learning moment. For you know sure. What I mean? And that's that's a great thing to share. Um, and this is a Cuban roasted pork, so I don't know that I didn't know if yeah, I could find specifically we, Cuban roasted. Yeah. So we went ahead and got um, Hawaiian roasted pork. Yeah, which we're about to show right now. Delicious. Oh my gosh. Okay, so this is, what do we got? Hawaiian Don't drink that. Pork. Don't drink it yet. I'm smelling, <laughs> this is soy sauce for real. No, it's like a, it's probably like a sweet. It is a sweet and soy sauce. Teriyaki, yeah. Oh, okay. teriyaki maybe. Mix something. We have pork. Max salad again. Mm, max salad. Two scoops of rice and some various vegetables that we probably won't get to. Also oh, known as well. broccoli. <laughs> I think there's bok choy. Oh no, there's cabbage. Cabbage I'm okay with. Broccoli, no thank you. I'm gonna you. eat a piece of cabbage. Do you wanna pour that on? Just like a little bit maybe. I mean, that was like a really- You said little. I <laughs> said little, not minuscule. <laughs> there, perfect. <laughs> All right, so this is a smoked pork, I think. Yum. You know they cook this pig whole. Mmm. That's okay. delicious. Also so tender. We had a lot of tender pork today. We had a lot of pork today. Wow. Mmm. <laughs> that is really flavorful. Mm. So good. Wait, I like this a lot. It is. It's like, it's definitely really tender. Mmm. It has like a smoky flavor. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Mm -hmm. salty. Sweet, salty. I'm really sensitive to like overly smoked things. This is really just like Perfect. perfectly smoked. Yeah, there's just like a hint of back smokeness. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Just get it on the max salad. I knew you were gonna eat the max salad. It's good. Mm. Max salad to me, it's not my favorite. I liked the other one better that Definitely. had the, all the other mm -hmm. goodies. If you'll remember, it had corn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> corn. <laughs> I actually know the whole song, by the way. No, bud. Well, you know, you know, sing it out. <laughs> it's a big nub. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It has the juice. It has the juice. <laughs> I'll just stop there. I am so full. Mm. I am so happy. I think this episode was so, I had so much fun. I had so much fun. Like obviously like I love food and I love eating food, but I love sharing stories about food. And I love how, you know, we can so clearly see how food connects us all in one way or another. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. Like what a wonderful thing to share with each other, you know? Yeah, and this, this episode has been really amazing because as I was saying um, before, 
I actually haven't tried a lot of these foods before, especially an Ethiopian food is definitely one that I've wanted to try for a while. Yeah, it's on the list. But it's like, for me, it was like Indian food where um, I just don't know what anything is to the point where when I go, I get really overwhelmed. And I never felt comfortable like asking any one of my friends from that culture to like show me because it feels like. But but also I think conversely, if you think like if one of your friends was like, hey, Ed, I've been really thinking about trying Korean food and I'm so unfamiliar with it. You know, yeah. do you, you'd be like, fuck, yeah, let's I go. I would definitely be open. But I just always kind of <laughs> felt like I would I was being a bit not even just like a burden, but like. Hey, why don't you teach me about your cult? You know what I mean? Like Right, which I understand, but I think food is such an easy introduction for people to handle. It's yeah. not like tell me about your country's history. <laughs> right, right. Right. Tell me about the political strife of your nation. Right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like that. It's like let's go have a meal yeah. and eat foods that you love yeah. and you'll be super fine. I, I I know that for me if somebody wants to talk about Korean food and like what my favorites are, I love that conversation. Same. I love I mean, that topic. So I would imagine that this extends to others. It's I mean, true. obviously you have to enter it with some kind of, you know, some grace, with some grace. Yeah. And also maybe some people don't. And that's another thing too. It's like, maybe some people aren't familiar, but it's, I think in how you ask. And I think, you know, subtlety and dropping the hint and then letting them take the ball, I think is, is a good way to, to yeah. go about no, it. That's a good point. But, but definitely because of this, you know, at least someone was like, Hey, you should try right. sambusas, which right. then, you know, are now my favorite food of yeah. all time ever to be eaten every day. Yeah. So I really did enjoy this episode because I'm really just thankful from a selfish standpoint that right. I got to try all this amazing food that right. I never got to before. And I'm also really grateful that you guys wrote in. I really like, it touches my heart that people would take the time to like sit down and like write to us and tell us their stories. I think that's such a like, I don't know. I think that's a really kind gesture. I think it's really nice to know that people actually like, I don't know, want to share themselves with us. So I want to thank all of you guys for writing in. And, and for those Definitely. of you who is, whose stories we didn't get to, we're so sorry. Um, but, but keep writing in, keep writing yes, in your please. fun stories. Yeah. And we'll, uh, don't have another one yet, but we'll, Definitely have one for you guys to write in again very soon. Yeah, so but don't sure do a, a food one yet because yeah. I have to digest this meal first. Oh, okay. <laughs> or you can. No, okay. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'll definitely revisit the food again, but we definitely have other topics that we want to have you join in on the conversation with. Definitely. Um, we really, really do appreciate everyone supporting us, all the kind words of support of how you relate to all the stories and, you know, and things like that. It really... As much as you think it's helping you, uh, it's also helping us as well. Tremendously. You know, to really help connect with the community and, and know that we're also not alone either, mm -hmm. you know? so mm -hmm. And um, to see that our, our little podcast is like gaining momentum and people are liking it. Like we, I feel like we've reached a level of success at this point that I'm like, well, I'm proud already. I'm yeah. like, I'm, I feel great about it so far. I do. I feel, I feel very happy about this podcast and I'm very excited and happy that we're doing it and I'm very thankful. We're very thankful. We are. We that really are. you all listen. So if you are watching us on YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and like this video. Um, otherwise, follow us on our socials. Ah, follow us on our socials, sorry. Uh, it's what in the Shiba right here. And then we have You can follow me on both TikTok and Instagram at Sujio One. And I am Etch a Sketch on everything. And the prompts will be up on the screen. Otherwise, thank you so much for joining in. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Okay, Goodbye. bye. <laughs>